Welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. I am your host, Rachel Gilbert, a therapist on a mission to bridge the gap between faith and mental health. Today you are listening to Talk Therapy, a short segment of the show that releases at the beginning of the week to allow space for God to move in our hearts and speak into our lives. Be sure you tune in on Wednesdays for special guest interviews. These episodes are meant to be educational, not a replacement for your therapist. My book, Image Restored, was released in March, and we are in a restored series here on the podcast. While this series can address body image struggles, I am teaching how you can apply it to any area of your life. You don't need a copy of Image Restored to follow along, but of course I recommend it. And you can learn more and grab a copy at imagerestoredbook.com. It's also available on Amazon and other online retailers. I want to share this review with you that I received today. I was tagged on Instagram. If you don't follow me there, it's at Rachel J. Gilbert. Here's what she said. If you or anyone you know needs a self-help regarding body image, you need this book. I have read many. None have had the impact this one did. I love reading these kinds of reviews. They're obviously encouraging, but I just wanted you to hear that too. So in case you're on the fence about getting the book or maybe you've gotten it and you haven't opened it yet. I've talked to a few of you that you're like, I ordered it, but I haven't read it yet. Now's the time. Crack it open. Well, we have covered a lot of topics in this series. So if you missed any, now is a great time to go listen to any of those that you missed. Today and then next week are our final episodes in this Restored series. There's 18 total episodes because there's 18 chapters in the book. So again, over the next few weeks, especially here in the summer, go back, listen to any of them that you missed. This week, our theme is Grace Restored from chapter 17 of the book, where we discuss, you might have guessed it, God's grace. And I want to read to you just a little excerpt from that chapter. The following definition of grace paints a beautiful picture. Nearly two-thirds, so 100 of 154, of the New Testament occurrences of charis, normally translated as grace, are found in the Pauline letters. In Pauline usage, the word charis carries the basic sense of favor or loving kindness, and that's in the Old Testament. And when God or Christ is its subject, acting in grace toward humankind, it is undeserved favor. Now, this last line struck me. It is undeserved favor. That word favor as a verb means to feel or show approval or preference for. God's grace is literally him showing approval and preference for us, even when we did nothing to deserve it. We cannot earn his grace. He distributes it freely. Here's why this concept of grace is relevant to body image. We will mess up. Even those of us who teach body image principles will sometimes get it wrong. I still have days when I allow fear Lies, insecurity, doubt, and hustling to creep into my heart. I get to choose in those moments whether I will keep striving 
trying to earn something or turn back to God and let his grace wash over me. I want to draw us to, and we're going to uh, stand firm on this at the very end of today's episode, but I just want to make sure we get to hear it at least more than once in today's episode. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Here's what it says. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And I wanted, I'm sure you've heard that verse before. I try very hard in my own personal life and even when I'm teaching the Bible to make sure we do not ever look at scripture and go, oh yeah, I've heard that one before, especially the ones that we do maybe hear a lot or we see a lot on shirts. Like I get it, they become familiar, but may we never lose awe of the scripture, of the word of God. May every time we hear a verse, even if we've heard it a thousand times and read it a thousand times and sang it even more than that, may every time we read it, the Holy Spirit show us just one more thing that applies to us in that moment. And so this verse from 2 Corinthians 12, 9, that first part that my grace is sufficient for you. So when we take that word that we just dissected a little bit ago and we look at it, that undeserved favor. Like that's another way of saying this. Hey, my undeserved favor, it's sufficient for you because the good news is his power is made perfect in our weakness. Why that lines up so well for me is because remember, it's undeserved favor. And it means even in our weakness, he meets us there and he gives us something that we could not if we worked all the days of our life and we maybe even strived to be as perfect as we think we could be, which by the way, even when we think we're being perfect, we're still sinning in that. And no matter how hard I strived, I couldn't earn it. Also, I can't lose it. It's just ours. It's a gift, but I do get to receive it. And that's the part that we play a role in. We have to receive his grace. So now I want to jump over to the same chapter we're in and the therapist thought here, I'm going to read it to you. This one comes from Dr. Linda Hoover, and I want you to practice receiving grace right now. Take a moment to sit in the stillness of God's presence. Imagine grace being freely poured over you like a warm, fragrant oil. Breathe in deeply as it is absorbed into every thirsty cell. Notice any places where the oil does not soak in. Offer those areas to the Lord and allow his gentle grace to soften your soul until it is fully saturated and satisfied. I love that phrase, his gentle grace. My friends, as I just read that to you, And you might have noticed an area where you're like, yeah, I'm not really receiving grace in that area. For several of you listening, it might be around your body. For some of you, it might be a different area. As I told you, these principles can be applied to more than just our body. Maybe it's in how you're mothering. Maybe it's in finances. Maybe it's in just decision making and you just know, oh man, I just can't quite get it right in this area. I feel like I just keep falling short. 
I want to ask you, and if it didn't come to you right now, would you please take some time after you're done with this episode and even throughout your week to notice areas of your life where grace does not settle in, where you have a hard time receiving grace. You have a hard time receiving that favor from the Lord. You have a hard time extending forgiveness and grace to yourself and to others. Pay attention. And here's what we're going to do for our processing time today. I want you to know this, that oftentimes where we have a hard time receiving grace, there's very often shame there. And I want you to know that the antidote for shame is grace. And so I want you to practice, and in my book, I have a little chart there that you can use if you do have the book, and if you don't have it, you can get out a blank piece of paper and do the same thing. On one side of your chart, I want you to write the word shame, and then draw a little line, and on the other side, put grace. And I want you to start to notice these areas that I just talked about. Maybe it is in your eating. I know for a lot of us, eating can bring a lot of shame, and... That's a whole nother conversation for another day, but what is the thing for you that brings some shame in your life? Maybe it is some emotional eating. Maybe it's something else related to your body, like alcohol. Maybe it's something like gossip or all these different things. I want you to understand there's a very big difference between conviction and condemnation. See, conviction tells us it's the Holy Spirit tapping us on the shoulder saying, "Mm, that's not the best thing to partake in. For example, the gossip. If you feel bad about gossiping, that's actually a good thing. That that's the Holy Spirit, you know, tapping you on the shoulder and saying, um, let's don't talk about other people that way. That's not the best use of your words, right? However, condemnation tells you. I can't believe you've done that again. What is wrong with you? You are such a loser. You're never going to change in this area. That is not the voice of our loving father, okay? So if you ever notice the difference there, remember, conviction is good. We need to be convicted of sin in our life. Absolutely, okay? But not to the point of condemnation. That's what Jesus died for. All right, conviction helps us just to pivot and go, oh, man, I'm, I'm using my words to tear somebody down again through gossip. Ah, I'm so sorry, Lord. I just receive your forgiveness and your grace right now, and I turn from this way. Whereas condemnation actually drives us away from the Lord, kind of like Adam and Eve when they went and hid. And it makes us go, oh, no, I should hide because I've done something wrong again. I've blown it again. I guess I'm just always going to blow it. No. Conviction draws us back to the heart of the Father. Condemnation turns us away and drives a wedge. And so you'll see that a lot with shame. You'll see the condemnation, right? Conviction should not bring shame, but condemnation definitely does. So the first step is really just bringing it to the light and recognizing, oh man, I've got some shame in this area. And then practicing receiving grace, going back to the Father and saying, Lord, I submit this thing to you. I admit that I'm weak in this area. And then cling to his truth. Stand firm on that promise from 2 Corinthians that we read that good news, though, his power is made perfect in your weakness. 
And so it's exciting, actually, to go to him. In fact, let me read you the last part of that verse. I didn't read it earlier. I'm going to start from the top, and that way you can hear the whole thing together, okay? And then we're going to pray. So remember, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And something I want to start doing with y'all, if you don't follow me over on Instagram, please do. And if you already are following me, go check out. I've been doing a series called Stand Firm, and it's just us standing firm on verses, And so I want us to do that in these episodes as well. You know, I always process, we do some prayer, but I want to really hone in on at least one verse that we're just standing firm on for the week. So here's this one. I'm going to read it to you. I want to encourage you, write it down, screenshot it in your Bible app, and just meditate on it. I want to encourage you, write it down, screenshot it, and meditate on it throughout this week. 2 Corinthians 12.9 says, But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. If you notice, the part that I read this time that I didn't read in the beginning was that therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. I don't know about you, but I've wrestled a little bit with the last part of this because honest, just real talk here, I think in my past, my insecurities, you know how it's kind of a big deal and even with real talk and especially social media, all of us trying to be real with each other and you know my heart is to be as real as I possibly can, but I do think that there's a little bit of a difference in us going to the throne room of the Lord and boasting to Him about my weaknesses, telling Him all the areas that I'm weak in and I need His help in, versus boasting to all of y'all about my weaknesses when really that's just me masking my insecurities. I don't know if that makes sense to you or not, and that's probably something I need to unpack a little further on another episode because we are, you know, about out of time here. But here's what I mean. I don't believe that the Lord's asking us to boast everybody around us about our weaknesses, to always be talking about how weak we are and how we can't do a certain thing and like disqualifying ourselves because of our weaknesses. We don't want to disqualify ourselves. In fact, if anything, I'm qualified because of my weaknesses. It's opposite in the kingdom. I get to go to the throne room of the Lord and say, Lord, these are my weaknesses. According to the world's standards, these weaknesses would hold me back from doing certain things. But with you, your power is made perfect in my weakness. So now I actually am going to be able to do far more than I ever could in my wildest dreams because of you in me. So Do not allow your weaknesses to become some kind of insecurity blanket that we wrap around ourselves and go, well, I guess I can't do that because I've got this weakness. No, no, no. Let your weaknesses be what drive you to the throne room. Let's boast to the Lord about our weaknesses. And then, of of course, as he leads us to share, hey, just so y'all know, I'm weak in this area, and if it wasn't for the Lord... I wouldn't be doing this and he gets the glory for it, okay? And I hope and pray that's something you see in me. If you know any of my testimony, I'm the least likely to be standing here doing a podcast with you, all right? 
it's totally the Lord, his power being made perfect in my weakness. But I don't use that as an excuse. If anything, I use it as a strength. All right, let's pray. Father, I thank you for every single person who is sitting under the sound of my voice. I thank you that your heart is to draw your kids back to you through your love and your mercy and your grace. Thank you for that undeserved favor you have given to all of us as a gift. We receive that grace today. I ask that as we go about our week, you show us areas of our life where we haven't received grace. We haven't received mercy and forgiveness, where we beat ourselves up when we make mistakes. May we run back to the throne room of grace. Thank you that your power is made perfect in our weakness. And Lord, we boast about our weaknesses to you and to you alone because you're the one who can strengthen us and show off in our weaknesses. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, in case you missed it, I do have a quiz on my website at rachelgilbert.com forward slash quiz. It is what's your body trying to tell you. So you'll get your results. And then, of course, you'll get a PDF with the answers there as well. Well, my friends, that is all for today. And I'm going to see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.